All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked on Avalanche, and one of us is going to have to change. Uh, This was not planned, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Uh, but on today's episode, we have a couple uh, moves that the Avalanche made, uh, sending a couple players, well, sent one player down, one going on waivers, which we expect to clear, who eventually will get sent down to the Colorado Eagles, while uh, one player gets brought up. Who is that? You're going to have to hang around to hear about that if you haven't followed already. Um, who else? We, got? We're gonna, we have a Winnipeg Jets game that we are going to preview as well. And the NHL came out and said maybe the cap situation for next year is looking better than initially thought. So how does that affect the avalanche? Obviously, it does in a big way. So strap in, get on the Millennium Falcon, because we're going to finish this episode in less than 12 parsecs. You're Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, for those of you listening at home or in your car, not on video, uh, Kyle and I are both wearing Star Wars shirts. We we did not plan that whatsoever. It is no. not May the fifth. <laughs> so uh it's just it's our, our secondary uh affinity is is nerd culture. So uh and I mean you see us wearing Star Wars stuff all the time if you watch on YouTube. So here we are. Uh this is not locked on Star Wars, this is locked on Avalanche, <laughs> part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. All right, sir. We got some movement in the roster as we had Ben Myers get sent down to the Eagles. Uh, because of his standing, he does not have to go through waivers. Who did have to go through waivers is Sedlak. So he uh, probably around noon uh, ish tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday night. So, you know, when you're hearing this on Wednesday, sometime in the afternoon, it's all expected that he will clear and then he will get sent down to uh, the Eagles. So you and I, when that, that came out, you and I were texting back and forth who's it going to be that gets brought up? Uh, and we found out that it will be Martin Kaup that gets brought up. I think that's a little bit of a surprise. I, I'm not. I'm not against it. Um, I, I I was a little bit surprised, and the reason why I say that, and then I'll let you give your thoughts on it. Um, the reason why I thought it was is kind of surprising is because you heard Jared Bednar at the beginning of the season when they made kind of like their final moves and sent guys down. You heard him say he thought that Bowers had a good camp and that he would probably be back at some point in the season. Well, this is the first moves that they're making and it's not Shane Bowers. So I think that's the only reason why I am surprised. I think, you know, Cout was right there at the end too. So I I thought it was going to be one of those two guys. Maybe Oscar Lawson had an outside chance to do it, but um, he was kind of a move before the last moves it just kind of felt like it was either going to be Cow or Bowers, and they went with Cow. Start with the you know the demotions of Sedlak and Myers, and and did that surprise you at all? Yes and no. 
it's interesting right off of Ben Myers getting a goal. Um, next day is thanks for that, bud. Uh, yeah, see you in Loveland. Well, right, right, right. It's 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 odd. Um, Sedlec, I mean, he's shown promise, but there are also some room. There's there's some room for refinement. So you kind of understand that too. So when you see them both going down immediately, you're like, oh, who's coming back? Who's coming back? But you know, like, you know, the situation with Landy and Helm, it's not going to be tomorrow or yeah. next week. So to see Cout coming up was interesting. Um, especially with everything you saw in the preseason, everything you heard out of Bednar. I think this is possibly the Avalanche finally giving Cout like, the final, 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 <laughs> final, final chance. Right. Like it's you're going into a Winnipeg game tonight. You're going into a back-to-back this weekend. I mean, what's it going to hurt if you drop a game here well, or there? You're you're giving yeah. him the experience. What's it going to hurt? I think this is just the Avs wanting to you know maneuver things around early. Do this now, early in the season, rather than later in the season, mid-season, um, you know how you have Minnesota Wild struggling right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you have you have some some games to kind of finagle with this stuff. And I, I th- yeah, I mean, after Myers, I thought played a pretty good game mm-hmm. um, against Minnesota. And, and you know, he, he scored a goal and a nice tip in and uh, you wake up the next morning and you're you're getting sent to Loveland. So I, I think it's I don't think it's m- more of that they that they were not playing well and yeah. more of the abs wanting to kind of just shuffle some lines and shuffle some players just to get different looks and see what works and it, just because those guys got cut and using air quotes um i i think this is this is jared bednar's way of saying like you weren't that far off and you yeah. weren't you know you were pretty close of making this team so let's see what happens if we do include you and you know, get a couple games out of that because you know you're not getting Gabe Landeskog back for a little bit. Helm, while he is skating, he you know he's still not practicing full on, and he's still in a red jersey. So those guys that just missed out, bring them back, and 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 you know you don't have to do like wholesale replacements, and that's not what they're really doing. They're just bringing up Martin Cout and see what happens, and then if he's playing well, you ride that. Um, play him for a few games if if you don't really feel like he's he's doing anything and you had faith in Shane Bowers then try Shane Bowers and maybe by that time Darren Helm is back and you can play with that. So I think this is just part of the Avalanche wanting to see different looks because you have a lot of guys that can play these roles and they want to see who's maybe going to take advantage of those roles and first up is Martin Kaut. So you're going to yep. try him out. Now the other one because there's two two guys that got sent eventually sent down. If you know, said that obviously clears. Um, who's the other one? I think that's going to to Jacob McDonald because they didn't bring up two two players. Yeah, he was with the team. I think he was he was cleared to play. He was practicing with them. So you would have to think Couts for one of them, and Jacob McDonald is for the other. And you also have to you you got to look at the timing here. Uh, because like you, you just kind of like said it under your breath. If he clears waivers, hmm. um, 
the deeper it goes into the season, the more these guys are going to start tracking, like accumulating stats. And like to all the nerds out there, you remember playing the first Sim City on your computer, and you oh, had that yeah. cheat code where you typed in F U N D S and you would get ten thousand dollars. But if you did it too much, a monster would come and take out your city. The <laughs> same goes for waivers. Yeah, you could play with it now while everybody's still fresh and everybody's worrying about their team. And not really doing that much depth scouting. But say 10, 20 games into the season, if you start making these moves, everybody's going to see what Cout's doing. Everybody's going to see what Bowers is doing. And that waiver wire is not going to be that easy to clear. And then you're going to take that gamble on playing with that line and you might lose somebody you're working on. So go ahead and get it done now. I understand the philosophy. And this is not going to dismantle or derail what the Avalanche are building. This is Mm. just experimenting. And it's a good, it's a, we're in a good place where we can do this, where we could take the regular season and play around with it. So that's, that's an indication on where this team is sitting and what the Avalanche are trying to accomplish. Yeah, no, I, I think that's uh, a pretty good point. I, like you said, I, I think Lucas Sedlak is, is going to be down in, in Loveland. And uh, I, I'm a little bit surprised that they, they pulled the trigger on him so quickly um because it just seemed like Jared Benner really liked what he did in in the uh, preseason so I was a little bit surprised that they you know may, are, are making a move maybe they're just confident that he's obviously going to clear waivers so let's let's do this now and maneuver things around um it seems like Curtis McDermott is, is staying put for now he's entrenched in that role until you get a healthier roster uh so he's not really going anywhere so I think that, um, you know, what's that third line going to look like? It's going to be McDermott, McDonald, and Cout. That's a pretty beefy line. Uh, but it's two defensemen playing forward positions, if that's the route that they go. And a prospect who hasn't really done much, you know, when he's been brought up. So uh, kind of a big roll of the dice here for the Avalanche. Uh, going up against a division rival with uh, the Jets. Well, we'll and see. you mentioned you mentioned Minnesota struggling. That only helps us in being able to play around with things. Like Chicago, Arizona are doing better. St. Mm-hmm. Louis is just kind of out there. We're about to talk about Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, and like and Dallas has played one game I, unless they yeah, played it, tonight. Like <laughs> it's the schedule it's, is crazy. Oh, <laughs> wow, and water's wet. Um, yeah. NHL scheduling. Who knew? Uh, um, St. St. Louis is, is played one game. Uh, I'm checking the, the games that we're on as we're recording this. And I don't believe, no. Yeah. And <laughs> we have to play back-to-backs all month. Yeah. Thanks NHL. Right. Um, uh, but it. it's, it, it just helps with being able to make these moves that the division is kind of wonky and everybody's figuring things out. We can figure things out in house on our own. We're not worried about our positioning in the central because things look okay for right now. All right, so we talked about uh, Winnipeg. We're going to uh, kind of preview that, see what's going on over there right now in, in the early stages of the season. Uh, but first, we have Bet Online and BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for football and hockey betting for this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores 
for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head over to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. That's betonline.net where the game starts. Bing. Bong. <laughs> Winnipeg Jets um, off to a, what are they, uh, one and one? I just had their mm-hmm. thing up here, and now I, I've lost it. So they're one and one. They are. Uh, and they seem to like four to one scores. They had a, a four to one game against the New York Rangers to open their season and a win, and then a four to one loss to the Dallas Stars. Um, so not a lot to go on, obviously, for them, but it's more or less just kind of looking at their roster what 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 are they going to be good at where their struggles possibly i don't know like i winnipeg was that last year they were that kind of like hot team that there's always those teams that like just miss out either on the playoffs or just missed out going to a conference final and then going into the next season everybody thinks like those teams are going to take that jump and take that leap yeah and i bought into that last year too with winnipeg I really thought they were going to be that team that did take that next step and actually took a step backwards, uh, maybe a couple steps backwards. So now heading into this season, nobody really has faith in them anymore, and it's just going to be more of the same. But I don't know. Like uh, th- They have talent, obviously, on the offensive end. I think they have a very good defense, just a sound defense. You, you don't have anybody on this defense you know, that's you know Kale McCarr-esque, but who does? Um, and you have an all-world goalie. Mm-hmm. So why can't this team do more? What is it about them that that just struggles all the time uh, that to, to, to make really a, a playoff push? Because you look at what they have up and down the roster, and you're like, this should be a pretty good team. I know for a fact that locker room is wonky. There's a reason why they pulled the C. Um, yeah, man. That's, that's it's. Oof. Like Winnipeg on paper, like it's a young team, it's a flashy team. One of the best goalies in the league, who's wasting his talent in Winnipeg. Um, but on paper, this should be a team that should be in the playoffs and contending every year. The way things are run in the locker room and the leaders of that team always throw a monkey wrench into things. That's why people want out so bad. And I understand. And it's something you have to overcome as a team, but it can hold you back. And Winnipeg's one of those teams, like in the NBA, you forget the Sacramento Kings exist. You do the same thing with Winnipeg. <laughs> like you forget that Winnipeg's a team. Like if you have to list like favorite logos, favorite jersey, like Winnipeg's never there. There's not a favorite anything when it comes to Winnipeg, unless you want to talk about Atlanta Thrashers and you point to the Jets. Mm. They have the smallest arena. They have they're way out there. Like you, it's it's yeah. not a it's not a metropolis to get out there. But you need an old prospector it, to get you there. Yeah, <laughs> you you, you got to take a mule and a zipline. <laughs> but it's it's one of those teams when they come in there. Like we're looking like the all time record between the Avs and the Jets. It's the Avs have twenty two wins, and the Jets have twenty one. <laughs> like it's almost dead even. And it's one of those teams that come in there and surprise you. And it's always one of, I always equate the Jets as like game 63, one of those Thursday night games that nobody cares about. And you turn on the game, 
the Avs lose three to two to the Jets, and you're like, whatever, we're looking forward to this game. And it's like a marquee matchup on the weekend. That's usually how Jets games go. And with all these moves that we talked about in the first segment, this is setting up for one of those weird games. They haven't played that much. They've been very quiet. And again, we talk about it all the time. The bullseye is on the back of the avalanche because they are the defending Stanley Cup champion. What better way to say, hey, we changed up who our captain is. We're going into the season with a new banner, a new voice, a new mindset. Let's beat the defending Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. And we have to put something past Hellebuck, too. I, you know, I, I like your reference to the Sacramento Kings because I like teams like that. I like teams that are in like small like yeah. markets that when they do well, those fans are passionate. And I remember yeah. a couple of years ago when Winnipeg made the playoffs, I think I think it was like their first year in the playoffs when they moved back to Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Or, or or I should say this. The first year they made, yeah, the first year they made the playoffs since they moved back to Winnipeg. Um, I don't know if I said that before. A lot of words were coming out, and I wasn't really comprehending them. But um, yeah, the, the first year that they made the playoffs since the move back to Winnipeg, that atmosphere was crazy. Like I love that stuff. Same thing yeah. with Sacramento. Yeah, Sacramento's like never in it, but when they are, mm-hmm. that that place is nuts. Like the old Chris Weber and Jason Williams days. Oh yeah, those were great. Those were great. But yeah, when Vlade Divac, Vlade. Yes. Mitch Richmond. They're Mitch Richmond. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but like those like w- when those teams are not in the thick of things, it's just like they're another team and you still have the yeah. passionate fan base. I get that. But <clears throat> you you look at this team and, and, and they just yeah, the, the Blake Wheeler thing. I put yourself in that situation, man. Mm-hmm. You are the captain of an NHL franchise, which is a coveted thing. You know, they just don't go. There's some teams that don't have a captain because that that's how like sacred those things are. And they want to make sure they get it right. Winnipeg came out brand new coach, Rick bonus saying like, basically we got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they didn't say that, but, but they're saying like, no, like we are stripping you of your captaincy. You don't see that a lot. No. And put yourself in Blake Wheeler's uh, shoes and his, his position. How do you, I mean, you're going to, you're going to be, you know, man up, but. How do you stay loyal to a team who's not staying loyal to you? I, I mean, I'm not in there, and I don't, I don't have a beat on you know the ins and outs of what's going on in Winnipeg. But just on the surface, that that's a terrible look. Yeah, and hmm. and it's and it's bad to be a captain of a team that when players are traded out of there, like it's the word of mouth that's going around the locker rooms. I'm this is how you do it here. Oh my goodness, in Winnipeg, we had to go through this. Like, if you get that kind of reputation, players don't want to go there. And then it also reflects back on the captaincy. So you could kind of you could kind of understand when bonus gets in there, he's like, Hey, I've been inheriting the trade pieces from this team, and I've heard about how things are here. I'm going to take this captaincy off you and we're going to refresh and reset. Yeah. Nothing against you and your play. But when it comes to leading in the locker room, we're not doing this. Yeah, I mean, he's, let's see, um, trying to find. So he's got, and like I said, they've only played two games. So take this with a grain of salt. But Wheeler has an assist on the season. You know, you have guys like Shifley and Ellers and Kyle O'Connor, I think is, yeah. uh, you know, one of the the most overlooked offensive players in the league if you ask me like he, he's 
he's one of those guys you, you, you put him on uh you know a team in in new york or la and and he's a superstar yeah. um we watch you guys so i'm looking at their cap too like they're they're good cap wise they have four million dollars in cap space they don't have any contracts that are just like glaring you're like oh my god what are you doing so and they, they yeah they have some good sign and they have i think a fantastic young player in cole perfetti oh um, yeah yeah like he he has uh, all the talent in the world so we'll see i think winnipeg could be one of those teams that is just hanging around there and and is pushing for a, a playoff spot um, or could upset some, some teams playoff aspirations at the end of the year. I don't know. And, and, and I always go back to the goalie situation. You know, yeah. when you have a goalie that is top tier in the league, you always have a chance. Yeah. So the avalanche are likely uh, going to, to go in and, and see Connor Hellebuck um, because they've had, uh, a day or two off. I don't. I don't know when. When was that game against uh, Dallas? <clears throat> that was on Monday. So they they've you know same same schedule as the Avs played on Monday day off, and then uh, they're playing on Wednesday. So likely you will see Hellebuck. Um, so yeah, you're gonna have to be on your game. And now with the Avalanche with these changes that they're gonna have, like we were talking about in the first segment. So the the top the top line's doing fantastic. Second line, maybe some tweaks there. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting, interesting game because we even in the last episode, we talked about all the things that the Avalanche have to kind of fix with their with their uh, penalty kill. Um, you're in that stage of the season where you're still fine tuning things and the Avalanche are making changes on uh, bottom pair, uh, bottom line. So. Should be a, a fun and entertaining game, if you ask me. Yeah, especially like uh, to see Kyle Connor, Ehlers, Wheeler and then test these new adjustments on Hellebuck. I mean, this is what you want to see. This is a good test for the Avalanche. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I just touched on the Winnipeg uh, cap situation, and uh, we wanted to talk about that too because you had uh, Commissioner Bettman come out and say that things are looking good for the league as far as the players paying back what's remaining on the escrow. And maybe a couple of weeks ago, we, we talked about the projections for the next three or four years with the cap. And the the understanding was next year it was only going to go up for a million dollars, which it's done for the past couple of years. And then after that, you know, significant increases. Bettman came out and said this escrow might get paid off. He said it's going to be very close, but they're they are are it's looking good for them to pay it off the players to pay off what's remaining in the escrow. And if that happens next year, instead of going up by $1 million, it could go up by as much as $4 million. So that is huge. And not only does that mean next year, if it goes up by $4 million, those projections, all of those projections are, are go up. Yeah. Because the one, the big one was, it went $1 million and then I think $4 million and then $10 million compared to what it is right now. Yeah. Um, so if you're going up $4 million when it's supposed to go up one, those next couple of years, you're going to see even bigger increases. And the Avalanche and every team is sitting there. But obviously, we're talking about the Avalanche sitting there saying like, oh, yes, please do that. Because uh, we signed a guy for a, a lot of money, if you didn't notice. So that $4 million will help out 
boatload. I I look at it two ways. Like it makes the Nathan McKinnon deal for all the naysayers or those that are like, ah, that's still a lot of money. It kind of calms that narrative. A little, like, yeah, a little it, bit. Yeah. It, it makes that a little bit easier to deal with. But hearing that come out of the mouth of Gary Bettman, it just sounds like a very, <laughs> like, it's, it just feels dirty where it's like, hey, if you guys pay us off, we could raise that salary cap four million instead of the one. Like, it feels like just kind of trying to get the, the players to pay it back quicker. And mm. I don't know, like, it, it, it's got a weird feeling to it. I don't, so, you know, the thing is, they did tell teams to operate as if it's only going up $1 million. Mm-hmm. Teams will do that. You know who's not going to do that? Player agents. Yeah. Player agents are going to hear that and be like, oh, no, I'm going to operate as if it's going up $4 million. Yeah. So for him to say that, it, it, and if it doesn't happen, uh, there's going to be a lot of angry people when it comes to franchises because they're, they're kind of saying like, you could have just shut your mouth on that. And now it, in, in the end, it's, it's if, if it happens where it's only a million dollars, teams are just going to go to agents and be like, look, like I can't do anything about it. I know you're trying to operate with uh, thinking that we're going to go with $4 million. It's not. That's the, that's the reality of the situation. We, we, you know, I can't deal with, with it uh, on a, a possibility or you thinking that it went up. But he just that just stirs up emotions in everybody, yeah. especially players and agents. So it would, you know, if he's doing this, just kind of freewheeling it. And I don't think he was. I think the um, what's his name? Bill Daly, the uh, players union guy. He was there, too. And he was kind of backing this stuff, too. So you're right. Like in one aspect, it's Bettman. And anything the guy says, you have to be like, okay. But if other people are there kind of saying like, yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> the man who called Kale McCarr, Caleb McCarr on Kale. national television. Mm-hmm. And the guy who just, you know, throws his hands up with the Kyle, Kyle beach situation. And it was like, don't look at us. Uh, yeah. That guy, that's the guy that is, is making these comments. So it then throws out, Oh, by the way, possibly 4 million instead of one. It's on you guys. Come yeah. on. Like right. it's, it just, it, it has this weird whiff of just Bettman-y. And but I, but I at the like same it. time, I get it because the league is doing yeah. well. Yeah, the league is doing very well. Viewership is is gone up, so all of that stuff comes into play. And I and I was saying that when the ABS were were signing, we're talking about signing Nathan McKinnon to this deal, saying the cap in my mind is like it has to go up. It has to because the players should be able to pay all that back with all the all the revenues coming in. It's just it, the league is in a good space money wise, so pay that off, and then you get you know, benefited by the cap going up and it's kind of where we're at right now. But he, and he, he kind of was talking out of both sides of mouth just by saying like, it's going to be close. Yeah. And it's early, you know, the league is, the season's just started. So to say like, Oh yeah, they'll have it paid off is way premature. So that's why he kind of said it as uh, it's looking good. I would say just don't make this statement until exactly like, like the all-star break. You know what I mean? When you have your, your press conferences and stuff like that w- during an all-star break, bring it up then. Cause yeah. then you have a way better understanding of where the league's at. And then you, then you can come out and say it's happening. You can say like, it, we are a hundred percent on track for this to happen. But instead what you did now was say like, there's a big, maybe there's a big, yeah. but let's talk about your big, butt, Gary Bettman. 
and I don't. Maybe it's because I'm taking a business class right now in college, and it's just on the <laughs> forefront of my mind. But this is like business 101. You don't do that because you're opening the door. If this doesn't happen at the yes. end of the year, everybody gets to point fingers. Another like reason to hate Gary Bettman. Right. Like you said, if we do this, why aren't we getting this? And then it makes the league look bad. It makes Gary Bettman look worse, if that's even possible. And then you just you don't you keep this close to the chest and you put it in the like the inner channels you don't announce this publicly you don't announce theoretical for a business it's no. just you don't I do think, that i think you just got excited and, and it would be exciting it, it is exciting that the league is kind of in a good position but does he get excited uh, he has one emotion yeah it's just, but... just no emotion <laughs> what do we get so We'll see. That is definitely something that we will uh, be monitoring as the season goes along because that helps the Avs immensely, immensely, yeah. as it does every other team. Um, all right, everybody, that is going to wrap it up for today. We will be back tomorrow discussing the outcome of the Avs versus the Jets. That one is back at Ball Arena. Um, yeah, should be a fun and entertaining and exciting game as always so thank you for making this your first listen of the day that is always appreciated uh for mr kyle shaggy von doom sullivan i am chris maselli this is the locked on avalanche podcast we'll see you guys tomorrow let's get an avalanche win go abs go